What if you could go back in time and change the past? Would it destroy the future? Monday, October 3rd, Timeless premieres. This guy went back in time trying to rewrite history. It could change the present in ways we can't predict. Critics are calling Timeless thrilling, eye-popping, full of action and adventure. Who are you? We're actually... This is Dr. Dre. I'm Nurse Jackie. We're from General Hospital. Timeless. Season premiere after The Voice, Monday, October 3rd on NBC. What's up, everybody? Welcome, y bienvenidos a Narcos, the after show here on AfterBuzz TV. My name is Ashley. I'm so excited to be breaking down episodes seven and eight of season two. We've got bombs, we've got betrayal, and we've got an epic trip to Germany. All that and much more right after this. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Time it is. Welcome everybody to the Narcos After Buzz Show here on After Buzz TV. We're so excited to be joining you here for another episode. Breaking down episode seven and eight of season two. We're almost at the end. Man. I'm Ashley, your host today. Thank you guys so much for joining us tonight. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Ashley underscore Chapman, and I'm not alone. You're today, not. Hey. I have the very beautiful <laughs> and lovely. Oh, thank you. Here. It's nice to join you here today. I'm Miera Jennings. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miera Jennings and YouTube.com slash Miera Jennings TV. And the ladies are taking over. The we are, today. yes. Who It'll be a good world? one. Who run the world, girls? No, I'm just playing. <laughs> so let's just go ahead and dive right in. Um, but thank you all to everybody who's joining us tonight and watching. We really appreciate you tuning mm. in um, to discuss and break down these episodes. So feel free to leave a comment. You can also like, um, subscribe if you're listening to us on podcasts, on iTunes. Give us your feedback and let us know what you liked about the show, what you like about the episode so far, and if you have any predictions or expectations for the rest of season two. Yeah, absolutely. And with that said, let's just dive right in. So, okay, we are starting with episode seven, Mm -hmm. which is Deutschland. Yes. If I'm pronouncing it Mm -hmm. right, I knew my little German on there. Um, And Deutschland is actually Germany in German. And I don't know exactly what the 93 represents, but there is a Deutschland 83, which was um, like an eight-part television series that was in Germany like, mm-hmm. during the late, mid, early, um, early 90s. And it was about espionage, a spy going from West Germany to East Germany, and like, oh. political corruption and all that fun stuff. So I don't know if that was kind of Very like fitting. A, a nod, you know, to the Absolutely. show. And, um, Probably. Since Germany is kind of a pretty good theme of where yeah. we are, and this episode I thought was really fitting, so... I really like how we start off with this episode. Um, just this very casual scene with this everyday family getting ready for school, work, mm-hmm. going on about their lives. And we hear this bomb explosion go off. Uh, we pretty much know or can expect who the right. culprit of that is. And the little boy makes a comment like, oh, that was a, a loud one this time. So I thought it was a great opening scene for the show because... We've focused so much on this season with the hunt for Pablo. Mm-hmm. And like this has been all about Pablo, trying to get Pablo. And we haven't really dived into others' perspectives mm-hmm. and like seeing how this has affected everyday people who are living in Colombia and how this terror, how this violence is become commonplace oh my gosh, for so yes. many of these innocent civilians. And, you know, seeing that opening scene, of course, because I'm just very analytical, like when they bring in characters, I'm like, it has to be for a reason. And so I'm wondering, like, are we going to see this What's coming again? next? Like, yeah. What's happening? What's coming? 
And unfortunately, that is the reality for mm -hmm. so many people living in Medellin and Colombia at that time, especially with this war that's now ensued between Los Pepes and Pablo mm -hmm. and the Colombian government. So I guess what were your initial thoughts of that scene? Or did you have any expectations about like how the episode was going to go based off that? No, I, I actually, I totally agree with you. I love that they put that scene in because like you said, we've seen the perspectives of Pablo and his family. Mm -hmm. We've seen, you know, Murphy and Pena, but we haven't really seen the civilians and the people who are just caught in the middle. Um, so yeah, that was very profound. Yeah. And of course it ends up, you know, turning out to of course. be where the daughter loses her life and it's just this huge mess and really a big turning point as far as um, the people's perspective of of Pablo at this point because maybe he's not their savior anymore. Maybe, you know, they are changing their perception. So it, it was definitely very profound. Yeah, and I think that was um, a complaint that I've heard a lot of commentators talk about this particular season is that mm -hmm. we know the story of Pablo Escobar. Right. It's been told time and time again. And what they really would have liked to have seen in this season a little bit more of is just diving into other stories, mm -hmm. um, other victims, you know, mm -hmm. we saw the, the we, we saw little vignettes of, of stories with, you know, the the young man getting on the plane. Right. And, you know, yeah. so, sort of like seeing all Maritza. these different stories. Exactly. So like seeing all these different stories, hearing about other people's lives that were impacted by the drug cartel, either directly or indirectly, mm -hmm. and sort of seeing just like how this has affected so many different people so many different aspects of the country of the world mm -hmm. so i think it was refreshing to kind of get a break from pablo in a sense even yeah. if it was just for a few minutes mm -hmm. um and then yes like we said we'll we'll come back to it towards the end but it does come full circle and we do sort of get sort of hit in the face yet again you know with that that devastation and destruction that, yeah. that happens so ending off um season or excuse me episode six we have you know um pablo and his family have you know, been forced to move to another hideout. And he finally realizes, okay, Carlos was right. I need to move mm -hmm. my family out of Colombia because yeah. they're not safe and I can't be the man that I need to be in order to fight this with them here. Right. So they have this very touching departure with each other, um, which I've said this a lot in this, in this season, you know, so sounding like a broken record, but I really like how in this season... They're trying to show a lot of humanizing aspects of Pablo. Right. He's not, towards the end, just this vicious monster who were like, yeah, kill him, mm -hmm. you know. Everybody's in the street, like, grab the pitchforks and, like, let's find him. It's it's a struggle. It's a wrestle. Absolutely. To um, justify taking this man's life because, on the flip side, he is this, this seemingly loving father and caring husband who just adores his family yeah. and just wants them to have the very best life that they can have. Mm -hmm. So seeing that departure, it was tough for me to watch it because there's all these, you know, unspoken words mm -hmm. and like promises and stuff that they know that they can't keep. So did yeah. you have any thoughts about Oh those yeah. I just love first of all, Tata's one of my favorite characters, mm -hmm. if not my favorite. Um I love the conversation between Pablo and his mother or I'm sorry, Pablo and Carlos when they're discussing um, you know, whether they, whether or not he should get the family out of Colombia. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're just talking about Tata and Carlos is like, look, she's terrified and you don't even see it. Mm -hmm. But Pablo's like, she's stronger than you think. And it's it's such an interesting conversation when we talk about Tata because we see both sides. Right. Yeah. We see her 
scared for her children, most of all, um, for their future. Are they going to be able to do this forever? But we also see her very strong and and very confident in Pablo's decisions. So it goes both ways. And uh, it was touching that they finally did decide to part ways and, and get the family to safety. But at the same time, a part of me understands why she would want to stay there, why Pablo would want them close, mm-hmm. even though it's so dangerous, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's in- very interesting. Do you think that they actually thought that they would actually see each other again? Did, do you think that that was something that they fully believed, or do you think it was just them you know sort what? of saying it to... I think it was more... I totally got that vibe at first, um, especially, and I'm sure we'll get to it, but as we got into the episode in mm-hmm. episode eight, I think Pablo was maybe a little bit more worried than we've seen in the past. Mm-hmm. You know, a little yeah. a little bit more cautious, a little bit more worried about the future. Um so I don't know, but it, it was it was a hard one, yeah. a definitely definitely a hard separation. Yeah, and we've had similar scenes like this in this season, mm-hmm. and I think that in the back of their minds, they kind of knew, like, mm-hmm. okay, our time together is narrowing down. Right. But I think that they were just trying to show face, and I also think that maybe in the back of Pablo's mind, he actually really did think that he could finagle his way out of it. He's yeah. done it so many times before. You think about the span of his his history mm-hmm. being in the drug cartel. It was almost two decades. So he's been in situation after situation where he's had to think on his feet. And right. he's actually come out on top in That's some true. way. It, things just have kind of worked out for him. So I think maybe in the back of his mind, he probably thought like, okay, I can get out of this. And I think maybe Tata trusted that mm-hmm. he might figure out something because that's just what he does. Um, but ultimately, I think that they kind of knew in their hearts that, that this would probably be the last time that they would ever yeah, see each other Yeah, definitely. Again. And it's crazy because I think w- if it weren't for the Pepe situation, mm-hmm. um, they might have had a better chance. Do you? I really do. Because I think the Pepe's really put more pressure on them. True. And probably placed a lot more fear in Pablo Escobar's mind because up until then I don't think he was as worried that people would get so close to him and his family Mm -hmm. I think he felt a little more secure and now that these guys are killing people all over the city leaving the signs he's worried he doesn't want to take that chance yeah and then speaking of so we do have the Los Pepe still raining havoc and terror in Mm. in Colombia taking out um his sicarios taking out a lot of the people that are in, within his organization left and right and creating uh, what, what Pena says is like Colombian folk art. Right. So the way they that they dress them up and set them up, it, you know, it's just, it speaks to like the callousness and like viciousness of the Los Pepes. And so you kind of, you kind of can't really root for them, you know? No. It's, it's one of those things no. where, okay, yes, Pablo, he's a bad guy and he's done a lot of horrible things and so... They're fighting against that. Okay, fine, I give you that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, are you really that much better? You know, um, which is how they're going about taking these people out mm-hmm. one by one. And we see Fernando Duque, yeah, his lawyer, a Pablo's lawyer, being caught in the middle of it. And it's so interesting. I've, I've, we've been kind of on the fence. Like, I don't really know how to feel, or I didn't know how to feel about his character for mm-hmm. seasons one and two. He just always kind of seemed a little bit more on the arrogant side. Like, yeah. I work with Pablo and I have a little bit of, of power and I know I have some connections and I can talk to people. He kind of felt like he seemed untouchable in a sense. Yeah, I think 
things hit him pretty hard in, in these last two know. episodes. He was not expecting that. I don't think he was very wise in the way he went about business and just conversing with people as far as Pablo was concerned. Um, and he just really put himself in a bad situation regardless. The, the Los Pepes would have found him anyway, yeah. probably. But, um, man, that was a, definitely a rough exit for that game, for him. No, exactly. And it yeah. just made me think about it, too. For a lot of the people who are close to Pablo and who Pablo relied on to just get stuff done or to make things happen, make Mm -hmm. deals happen, like now we're really seeing a turning point where everybody is questioning, is it worth it for me to stay? Is Pablo going to be able to live up to his promises anymore? You know, everybody is now like going back to the drawing board and saying, "Okay, I need to figure out my situation. Um, Absolutely. And so with Fernando Duque, it was it was. It was humanizing to, or at least in those scenes with him in this episode, we got to see him a little, a little bit more on the like humanizing side where, you know, he has a son, he mm-hmm. has his ex-wife, like, he's very scared, mm-hmm. he's extremely terrified. And now it's the untouchables who are now being flipped and they're in the position where, oh my gosh, people can get to us. Um, this is a scary situation to be in. Yeah. And so it's really heart-wrenching, um, you know, to see... You know, in his interactions with his son, I mean, he probably just started off as just, and you know, an, an average, you know, kind of like blue collar guy, white collar guy who just right. was a lawyer in Colombia and was just trying to s- s- provide for his family. And he just got caught up, like you said, in mm-hmm. in the wrong, you know, got at the wrong place at the wrong time, and now it's all falling back on him and it's it's all crashing right. and, and crumbling on them. Mm-hmm. And so we're now like seeing the repercussions really hit. Um, the, the people in his organization who have been, you know, kind of like, I'm untouchable, a little mm-hmm. bit more on the arrogant side, which is interesting. Yeah, I just think they never expected, at least not so soon, mm-hmm. I think they just didn't expect the downfall to hit them so hard and so quick. Because um, we see them kind of scrambling. Yeah. I, I think this is the least prepared we've seen Pablo's crew yeah, so far. I agree. Uh, so, yeah, they're definitely trying to figure out what to do next. They were mm-hmm. not prepared for all this. Very true. And so, okay, we have um, Tata and the family mm-hmm. trying to get out of Colombia. Um, we know Gavaria and um, the DEA are still trailing them. They know that they're trying to leave the country. And so I was I was a little on the fence about this as well because mm-hmm. there was this, you know, they're in an effort to really put pressure on Pablo to really shake him up and to get him – I guess to be more irrational and make uh, right. a really to irrational catch him move. slipping. <laughs> yeah, to catch him slipping, they try to prevent them from going into Germany and yeah. to to Deutschland. So they have Murphy tail them, and it's kind of murky on how he was able to pull this off. He was just like, "Oh, they have a lot of money on them." Right. Yeah. I don't know if that would be enough to you know. Probably not in real life, yeah. but I was just thinking of any other excuse that may have worked with yeah. such a short time period. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I guess he figured it out. But man, I was really upset about that. Yeah. I really wanted them to get through, and I just, oh man, I honestly don't know if that was a good decision because mm-hmm. a part of me feels like Pablo. As long as he knew his family was safe, mm-hmm. maybe he would surrender. I yeah. don't know. I feel like he was maybe at that point. Regardless, he wants his respect and, you know, he's built this pride and, and all of that. But that set aside, he wants his family safe and they just sparked a, another flame. Like, yeah. 
they made everything worse. So I don't know what to say about that situation. Well, I think that was their intention. I think right. they wanted to spark a flame. But I think it's in a bad way. You know, of course, of course. I yeah. Mean, you have to think about this is a man who his family, okay, yes, they knew what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, he has two innocent children. Right. Who didn't ask to be put into this Absolutely. situation. And regardless of whether or not his mom and his wife were complicit, they didn't deal drugs. Right. They weren't in the drug trade. Um, so it's it's essentially keeping them in Colombia mm-hmm. in a situation where they can be targeted by this militia group mm-hmm. who has no moral line. You know, they definitely want to kill his family. Um, so it's it's like, okay, in in a effort of us trying to be be good and do good and be the good guys, like, are we really making the right decisions? So it's like. This was a really great episode to kind of show people's moral gray code. Being Absolutely. Yeah. Like and have... just trying to figure mm-hmm. out what is worth sacrificing mm-hmm. exactly. in this quest. What is really worth sacrificing? Yeah. And I guess that's a sacrifice they were willing to make is his family, his innocent children. Yeah. Which was interesting to see, you know, the government too kind of struggle with that. Yeah. You know, Gavadilla was like, whatever we need to do to make it happen, you know. But I think that the people's moral compass got the better of them, or mm-hmm. at least on the side of the Colombian government and the DEA. Right. Um, well, except for Chuilo, who was the one who ended up giving uh, Fernando Duque to right. his But we're seeing that on all different sides. We're seeing how people are really starting to question, like, okay, at what cost is this really worth it? And what's going to be the repercussions? And then especially for Colombia, you know, you have everybody watching this, too. It's not just, oh, this is going on behind the scenes and nobody's looking. No, people are hearing about this in the news. Mm -hmm. They're reading about it. They're talking about it. So every move that you make regardless of like how vicious it is, you know, it, you also have to appeal to the humanistic side of everybody else. That's exactly. watching it. If you want to get reelected, if you want people to support you. So it's just interesting how all of this is going down and they're still trying to figure out like what they're going to do with the family. So with the family, the whole Germany jump basically gets blocked by Murphy. And Tata realizes major it, fail. You know, major <laughs> fail. She realizes it. She recognizes Murphy, you know, has mm-hmm. been following her and is basically kind of like, I hope you got what you wanted. You know, like, thank you. I'm just a mother who's trying to protect my children and get my family out of harm's way. Thank you very much for ruining that. Right. So he kind of goes through his, his motions and his moments. Um, and so we finally end with um, Gavadia making the decision to put his family essentially in protective custody. Right. Because um, the attorney general, he's still on. And I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on just what you think about the attorney general in this show so far. And just where you think his role is going to lead as far as like with Pablo and, and any other any other thoughts, I guess, on, on that whole situation. Yeah, so, so he's really been the only one who has been, I guess, willing to entertain the idea of negotiations, yeah. right? Um at first, I thought this was a good idea mm-hmm. because I, who wouldn't just want the violence to stop, right? Right, And I feel like Gaviria has been, you know, I, I don't want to say selfish in his actions, but when you've been beaten so many times yeah. by Pablo right. publicly, yeah. um, I can understand why he wants to make such a big statement, yeah. 
even when they're discussing, I don't remember who says it, but they're like, at the end of this, we want the Colombian government to be the one standing over Pablo. Yeah. So they want to get him at the of end course. of the day. Uh, you know, with with uh, the attorney general, at this point, I just feel like it was more convenience, maybe saving himself, mm. um, because I don't feel like, I feel like we're way past the point of negotiations. Gavidia makes it very clear that he's against anyone who goes against them. So if you're up for negotiations with Pablo and his crew, you don't have Colombia's best interest at heart. Yeah. That's his, his stance right now. I can honest, I, I really can't say who is making the better decisions at this point. Yeah. I feel like we're just stuck in a rut and it's either going to end with Pablo, obviously it's going to end with Pablo dead or more destruction because they they've already passed the point of negotiations. They've passed the point where they could peacefully end things. Yeah. Um, there's just nothing good coming of, of anything at well, this point. Speaking on that line, you know, we end this episode with a pivotal crux with now there's more violence that ensues. Yeah. So bringing it back to the opening scene with a little girl, she's on her way to school and then the bomb goes off, mm-hmm. which was one of like the last, I think major terrorist attacks, if you want to call it that, that Pablo made against the Colombian government. Um, it was right near the palace, uh, uh, pal- not near the palace of justice, but very close to the capital of mm-hmm. Colombia. So a lot of children were in that area. Yeah. A lot of children were killed and he had conceded, in interviews or people had basically spoke on his behalf and said that he wasn't responsible for that bombing. But I think it's very clear that he was, it was kind of like the last little cry, his last little attempt to try and reinforce Mm -hmm. um, that he's Pablo Escobar and that if he wants something, he will do anything that he can to get it. But we are seeing the power crumbling. We are seeing his, his entire empire crumbling and we're seeing even more and more that negotiations are just not, it's not possible. Right. Like you have crossed so many lines and you just made it impossible for anybody to try and reason with you. So you need to die. Yeah. Um, so that's how we end with episode seven. So going straight into episode eight, which is exit El Patron, which is the boss basically. Yeah. So we have, this was a really interesting episode. I liked it because there wasn't, there wasn't a lot of action in it, but we got a lot of great information and there was a lot of great, I think, character and scene development that, that went on, um, specifically with Limon. I Mm -hmm. really, really am like trying to figure out like, what is his motivation behind staying with Pablo and not to jump too far ahead. Right. But we're seeing now so many people jump ship. And so that was kind of like the theme for me for um, for episode eight, just how people are really starting to figure out like, okay, this is not a good idea to be associated with Pablo anymore. If they're not giving him up specifically, they're giving other people up. Right. Yeah. Who can eventually lead to him. Only a matter of time. Yeah. So I guess what were your overall thoughts or impressions of episode eight? You know what? Just talking about Limon for a second. Mm-hmm. Um it's crazy because when we first started the season, we were introduced to his character. I was like, man, this is such a good guy. Like, yeah. he doesn't know what he's getting into. Mm-hmm. And now it's safe to say he knows exactly what he's what he's in yeah. with. Um, man, I just, the development of his character from, from when we were introduced to him till now is just completely different. I mean, I I still had a little, a little spark of faith in him when... 
I thought that he was really working with Maritza and, you know, before we figured out that that was just his plan. Um, And which that very well could have been his way out. Mm -hmm. You know, they could have turned Pablo in that way. And I guess no one would, would have known it was him. I don't know. They could have figured it out. But at this point, I would say Lumon is so loyal. Yeah. He is so trustworthy. Mm-hmm. Like, Pablo can't go wrong with him. Right. I think out of anyone, I could honestly say he probably wouldn't snitch on anyone if they were if they caught him and were torturing him. Like, he just seems like that real ride-or-die right-hand man. Yeah. And I feel like, as opposed to Lakika, Lakika can be shaken up. Yeah. We've seen him. He's a hothead. Right. And he is scared of a lot of things, regardless yeah. of his tough guy exterior. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's interesting to see the juxtaposition of those two characters for sure. Yeah. But man, Limon has come a long way. No, definitely. I agree. And I think it's interesting how supportive and loyal he is yeah. to Pablo, especially because he came into this season kind of late in the game. You know, yeah. It wasn't like we were journeying with him all of season one and, and then all of season two. Mm-hmm. To us, at least as an audience... He's very new to the crew, very new to the group. Mm-hmm. And whether that was the case in real life, it's still kind of irrelevant because it's it's somebody who, you know, you you look at these these people who are in his organizations and you think, okay, great, they had money, they had respect, they had power. Right. But it was really Pablo who had all of those mm-hmm. things. Take him aside and they are just ordinary, average Joe people, mm-hmm. right? And and especially for Limon, like, I wonder how much he was able to enjoy the lavishness, the mm-hmm. money, you know, all of the perks of being in this this infamous drug cartel. Was it that that, that really made him more loyal and, and just more committed to Pablo? Or was it something else? Was it just built in in his nature? Because we see it now, and I, and I think we will see it for the, the last couple episodes, just how committed he is to Pablo yes. and just being there for him in any way possible when Absolutely. he really has no reason to be. But we digress. We'll get into Limon a little bit later <laughs> yes. in the season. But then speaking um, on La Kika, so we have now intel from the DEA mm-hmm. that leads us to basically figure out that Pablo is hatching this plan to um, launch an attack against Los Pepes at Monte Casino. So we get that intel from DEA, and so they want to try and catch Mm -hmm. Pablo. Um, We end up with them basically catching Blackie, which we find out, you know, his family was mercilessly killed by um, Los Pepes. And so Blackie, and it was such a great scene, too. I just, I love how with this whole demise, they really have these nuggets, Mm -hmm. um, these gold, just full, rich scenes um, with these characters who are just BSing it the whole way. And it's just kind of like what you do, I think, when you're a criminal. It's like you don't really admit the truth. You just lie your ass off and you lie your way out of it. That's the way to make it, I guess. That's how you make it. (laughs) So um, Pablo sends Blackie, I guess, to check up on his family. And he see well, he doesn't see them, but he pretends as though he sees them. And, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, I see your little girl. And she smiled. And it's just, it's kind of emotional because Mm -hmm. they both know, okay, you're just blowing smoke. But... At the same time, it was what I think Pablo needed to hear to really, like, get his bearings and Absolutely. make sure his family was okay. In that process, he's captured. He doesn't give up Pablo, but he gives up Lakika. And Lakika, of course, you know, he tries his best to get out of the situation, but um, he ends up jumping ship as well. and Expected. Yeah, and tries... <laughs> right, expected. So... Now we're seeing uh, the people who are really, really close to them, who are really influential into his organization, being taken down left and right. Mm -hmm. And 
right before this whole plan to go and attack Los Pepes at Monte Casino happens, they intercept La Kika. La Kika basically tries to help the DEA capture Pablo. Mm -hmm. But of course, Pablo just has that sixth sense. He knows knows what's up, and he knows um, that La Kika has turned. Right. No, I have a question about that. Because for a second, I was wondering if... Maybe Kika gave him, like, some kind of code or something when he was on the phone, like, to hint. Um, But I guess Pablo is just, he can just tell? I don't know. I think he can just tell. He can just tell. Because I was, well, probably he can tell by the tone of his voice and all that. Um, Because I was wondering, man, like, if Kika could pull this off and just, like, give him a little hint but still make it seem to the DEA like he was cooperating. But I, who knows? I mean, that could very well be the case. Because he really just... He was just like, where are you? Are you with Limon? Well, you I, know. Think at, I think at that point, he, he was, kind of suspected that yeah. he had flipped on him. Um, but I think that Lakika had pretty much made up his mind. Like mm-hmm. When he killed the other two henchmen and then tried to take the money, like he had pretty much decided, okay. And you could tell before he left, when Pablo, he gave that, that speech, like, rah, rah, we're going to go out there, we're going to kill him until our last dying breath. I think you could tell he was kind of like, okay, I'm out. So, yeah, and he even asked, you know, what do you think our chances are of surviving? Yeah. Like, he was ready to bounce. He was ready to get to the U.S. of A. Yeah. and get out of there. So, man, I just think, oh, he was so fragile. Yeah. I, I think, too, at that point, you know, you kind of have to just go all in or be all out. Because if you seem like you're kind of in the middle, like, oh, no, I was trying to help you. Oh, no, I was actually trying to help mm-hmm. the DEA. Done. Done. <laughs> Either way. And he knows that Los Pepes are after them. Mm-hmm. Their entire organization has dwindled down at this point before like Kika gives them up to like maybe six or seven people, if that. So the manpower isn't there anymore. They don't have enough manpower to protect themselves from Los Pepes, let alone the Colombian government. Right. So I think asylum or being taken to America was pretty much the best bet that he could have. So yeah. I think... Maybe there's there's that a little bit maybe in the back of his mind where he was like, okay, well, I'll try and warn him. But at the same time, I think he really wanted that ticket to, yeah. to America. So Pablo ends up smelling the, the scent. He did. <laughs> and he basically, you know, thwarts them like he does in pretty much every situation that's like this Man. when they think they're close. Right. Um, and then they just kind of go in, I guess, out of anger and just sort of shoot up Los Pepes anyways, which I like, thought, like, ugh, this is, whatever. This is, this is random. Like, I know. I guess, man, chasing someone for so long and being mm-hmm. so close for so long must yeah. be frustrating. But at what point, I mean, I think, I think it was one of these episodes where Connie was speaking to Murphy and she mm-hmm. was just like, just make sure you're still yourself at the end of this. Yes. I mean, so how can they stay the same, you know? Yeah. You can't. This honestly. definitely changed them. I even with just Murphy and Pena specifically, and and even narrowing that down to Murphy, um, you got this guy. He seems like a good good guy, good heart, just wants justice. Mm-hmm. And now he's gone after Pablo, who's so ruthless yeah. and who's caused them to do horrible things in their pursuit of him. Yeah. How can how can you be the same person? You can't. I mean, you think about it. This has been their entire lives for mm-hmm. the latter, I mean, at least like seven, yeah. eight years. This is just people who have dedicated their entire lives, like moved to a completely different part of the world to find this man. 
And I read an interview with the real Javier Pena and Steve Murphy, and they, you know, they talk about those those moments where they were so close, mm-hmm. where the coffee cups were still steaming, like <sighs> so close. They were just, you know, it was like minutes, mm-hmm. like not even maybe a minute um, that they were behind them. So, ha- you know, having those experiences time and time again over the course of pretty much a decade it can it can turn you into and then seeing you know a lot of the devastation seeing a lot of the violence seeing how so many people are not playing by the rules it makes you wonder like okay right is by there any a moral means. code by yeah. any means you know so we end now with pablo and limon just these two dudes by themselves really really great imagery i thought um just the two of them kind of going off into the distance leaving medellin not really knowing what's going to happen with them, right. like just really surprised that, you know, the fact that they were even able to make it out at mm-hmm. this point. Um, and then just kind of feeling really sorry for Pablo, you know? Right. I think up until this point, well, obviously a little bit before this, but he would just pride himself on how many people were on his side. Mm-hmm. And uh, he kind of used that as leverage against the government even. You know, all these people are with me. All these people are protecting me. What are you going to do? And at this point, like you mentioned, his men are dwindling down. Yeah. He's got Limon. That's it. <laughs> you know, like what Limon, a, the what a difference. Yeah, from season one, mm-hmm. the, the plata o plomo. Mm-hmm. That was his power. Yeah. Like you make the decision because that's how much power i have in this country to you only have one bodyguard yep that's it if a shootout happens if something goes down it's just the two of you yeah and you know we from our history books we know that that's exactly how mm-hmm. it happened um limon was actually the one who was with pablo during that final right. shootout um so we'll talk a little bit more about that in, in the next episodes coming episodes but just any final thoughts about episode seven and eight? No, I just overall, I just want to say they did a brilliant job in showing the transformation. Yes, um, from when we were first introduced to this empire yeah. that Pablo built, and now seeing it in shambles yeah. and seeing him struggle and scramble. Uh, man, it's it's very intense, but I love how they're showing mm-hmm. the whole process. True. And not just the, you know, the external mm-hmm. um, transformation, but we're also seeing physical oh, transformation with Pablo yeah, as well. He's right. almost he's, like... He's fainting yeah. and, and very... Uh, it's definitely taking a toll on his on health his body and his, and his mind. Health, yeah. yeah, And his whole physical appearance. So. <sighs> yeah. All right. Let's get into some predictions then. Okay. Yeah. Okay. After Buzz TV predictions. Ooh. All right. Wow. Oh, no, no, no flashy lights? Oh, okay. I That's guess all right. We're moving. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do our own people here, here at home. Oh, um, so man. Yes. Um, yeah, any, any predictions for you? Uh, I would like to say that we'll see Maritza again for some reason. Okay. Maybe just because Limon's still alive. Maybe she'll come into play. Not quite sure. Um, as far as anything else goes... It's just a matter of time for yeah. Pablo and Limon. Mm-hmm. I think they're just racing against the clock, just trying to survive. I don't think he has a solid plan. Mm-hmm. I think they're just trying to avoid the government and Los Pepes, and that's all they can do at this point. I think they've hit their their limit, so yeah. we'll see. Okay. We'll see how they wrap it up next week. Well, I have already finished 
I could not help myself. It was just too, so good. Too addicting, too right? Too addicting. <laughs> the darn Netflix yes. is real. <laughs> so I guess my predictions will just be more for season three. Yeah. Um, we move into... We've been focusing this season partly on the Kali cartel. Mm-hmm. And so we know that that's where they're going to focus for season three at least. Um, it'll be bittersweet to kind of see Pablo, the Pablo Escobar story kind of go away. But mm-hmm. I think it'll be nice to see how, I mean, this, the drug cartel is still booming. It's still thriving. And I'm hoping that we'll go into the U.S. and see places like Miami and New mm-hmm. York that were really affected by the drug trade during that time. And maybe even see some more of the stories that we were talking about earlier in this episode of just every average everyday normal civilians people who have been affected by this directly indirectly and just hearing those stories about how this entire empire um just caused so much devastation and violence and destruction um, amongst people who in a normal circumstances would have never even been in those situations so all right, that go. We're going to go ahead and wrap up for yes. um, episode seven and eight. Miera, where can the people find you online? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miera Jennings and YouTube.com slash Miera Jennings TV. Thanks, guys. All right, and you guys can check me out Instagram, Twitter, Ashley underscore Chapman. Thank you so much for joining us. Please feel free to like, subscribe to the channel, yeah. and if you are on iTunes, leave us a review. And we'll see you guys next week for the final two episodes of ep- season two of Narcos. See you next time. See from executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Afterbuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the Afterbuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments.